Welcome back to We Still Like Each Other, the podcast. I'm Travis. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the podcast where we show you that the honeymoon stage can last forever. Forever and ever. Hi, baby. Hi, daddy. What's going on? Nothing much. We here? We here. We, we, we barely made it, but we're here. No, we always make it. We always make it. Consistency. <laughs> always. We, we need to put an asterisk next to always. We always make it. Yeah. It's, um, sometimes it's rough. No. If this is your first episode, don't think we ain't consistent. We've only missed like two weeks in a whole year and change. Listen, we were in the delivery room and I was pressing publish on an episode. <laughs> You're a liar. I mean, it we was, did have an episode ready, but I went into labor on a Monday. The episode was already you? out. Okay. I guess for dramatic effect. He told, I said, doc, hold on. And I pulled the laptop out. <laughs> Stephanie knew she's just like. I got this, maybe I'm holding on. And then I press publish and then she pushed. I caught River. Okay. So, you know, welcome to our new listeners. <laughs> you know, welcome to the people that laughed while I was telling that story. Y'all could come sit next to me. Um if you're listening on Spotify, you can also rate us. I know we always talk about Apple Podcasts, like give us a five star rating, but you can also give ratings on Spotify. So if you're listening on Spotify, take a second to just click five stars the more you know if you're listening on apple Podcasts, take a second and click five stars if you're watching on youtube you can hit like subscribe hit that bell yeah so travis and i were talking today and it's like not only do we have to produce these episodes we have to record them we have to edit and post but if we don't spend the week promoting it's hard to reach new people. Like we have our listeners, but in order for this to grow, it's an everyday thing, right? And one small way you all can help us is just helping the algorithm. Interact with us, comment on our post, comment on our YouTube, like it. And I don't expect you all to do it every day. But you know, when you have a moment, even if right now, you have Instagram open, just open it and go like a bunch of our shit. Help the in, help the algorithm. <laughs> Even on TikTok. <laughs> what? Help the algorithm algorate. Yeah. Okay. That's a new word. <laughs> Call us. Um, what is it? Miriam Webster? Yeah. <laughs> How was your week, babe? It was a good week. Um, you know, busy at work, but, you know, manageable. And um, I know it's kind of a blur for home life. I don't know. Yeah. Did, did I miss anything? No, I don't think you missed anything. Eli was home two days. Mm-hmm. Um, his school was closed for a couple of days. Um, so we got to chill, hang out. Ashley was here. Ashley from the Ashley and Shamari episode, the yeah. honeymoon phase. Yeah. I can't remember the number anymore. They're all blurring together. The Lintons. The Lintons. So Mrs. Linton was here with me. So it was nice. I had a nice week. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for me, it's just been work, came home. I've been working out a little bit more consistently. Okay. I've been proud of you. Um, I was supposed to work out today. I was just about to ask you, were you supposed to work out today? Yeah. You could do it, baby. It's 15 minutes. You got it. It's been a rough day. Um, (laughs) you know, still, still making that time to be a great dad. So, you know, I feel like I've been balancing my time pretty decently it could always be better no i think you're doing pretty good pretty good 
Yeah. And I'm going to push you to do those 15 minutes of working out. <laughs> I'll take one of your tasks off your hands. I should have never told her. If it means work. I honestly remember it right before you said okay. it. Okay. Um, but yeah, another thing I wanted to talk about in our week is how much of an overwhelmingly positive response we got to last week's episode about parenting. You know, we get into this like, oh my God, everybody loves when we talk about sex. But honestly, people love when we talk about parenting. Listen, sex is always sex sells. It's mm-hmm. just bottom line. Everyone has it. And if you're not having it, you want to have it. Okay. So it's easy to feel like that's going to be the topic that's always going to do best. Mm-hmm. But I think when we just cover real stuff, you know, and parenting happens to be one of those things and sex will be one of those things. It won't be the last time we speak about sex. It won't be the last time we speak about parenting. But focusing on last week's episode, mm-hmm. overwhelmingly positive response. It's been yeah. it's been really cool. And we talk about engaging and interacting with us. I feel like last week's episode, it allowed a lot of people to like write to us and share. Like people felt like they could relate. Like, wow, I've been feeling this way or I get it or I understand. Or I even heard some people message us saying like, oh, wow, this has actually motivated me to want to change my parenting style. So someone's like, yep, deleting TikTok today. I need to focus on my. (laughs) <laughs> on my kids yeah um and i i did want to like say that i am by no means like perfect at this gentle parenting a lot of people talked about like gentle parenting honestly that term i just learned it probably this year but it's been years of me trying to you know change the cycle um not using physical punishment um And then my biggest hurdle, not hurdle, but my biggest goal for myself is just to minimize my reactiveness and the way I speak. Um, And I think for all of us, what we have to understand is that we have busy fucking lives, right? So sometimes we just need our kids to just cooperate. And it, it could be so tempting to just scare them into submission to just scare them into doing what you ask because we're on the go, right? But then what reminds me to kind of stop that shit is that what's going to happen when my kid is no longer afraid of me, when they're bigger than me, when they have more freedom? What if one day your child gets off the bus and, you know, I'm tired of being scared. I'm not going home, you know? So that fear tactic is is helping you now, maybe. But then what's going to happen when your kid's not scared of you anymore? Or scared of you to the point, like you said, that they don't. So scared of you that they don't want to be home. Right. Or even if they're not scared of you, like they just can't stand you because all you do is yell and belittle them. Right. I, I talk about with you, babe, about wanting to create an environment here that Eli doesn't want to necessarily escape. You know, I don't want him to feel like, I can't wait to go to college. I can't wait to move out. Like, I want him to know that this is his space until he's ready to face the world. Um, I don't want to create a mama's boy that's here till he's 35. But if he can stay while he's in his first couple of years of his career to actually save money and, and go into adulthood with a cushion, you know, something that many of us never had, then why not? I don't want to push him out because I'm just fucking insufferable. 
Um, so yeah, I'm not perfect. But I will say that so far, what I'm proud of is that I've created an environment that when I do mess up, Eli, not that he calls me out, but he he can tell that something's off. Like I remember the other morning, I kind of started raising my voice and he said, mom, you're going to wake up River. (laughs) You know, and I was like, and it like brought me back and I was like, oh shit, I was about to start yelling at him. But, you know, some kids are too afraid to even say that. Yeah. So I'm not perfect, but I'm working on it and I'm proud of myself. And I want you all to be proud of yourselves for the small changes that you're doing to kind of break this generational trauma that we most of us have. It's definitely tough. And I'll be the first to say it, because even in giving Eli this space to be vocal and communicate with us, it's you still like programmed to be like, what the fuck? You talking back to me? <laughs> you telling me, I, you know, it, it's it's tough sometimes. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that, because I think the other day you said to Eli, like, all oh, the talking. I don't know if you said it to him or if you just said it, but I was like, what is talking back? It's when I'm telling you something. And instead of doing what I'm telling you, you have something to say to what I'm telling you. So it's a response to what I'm telling you rather than just following through with action. Okay. But weren't we just talking about that? Like, don't we want our kids to have questions and and have them answered? Like I said, it is a learning process because Mm -hmm. I'm not going to act like I had like some crazy childhood. I was pretty spoiled. Mm -hmm. But in my head, there's ways I expect to be respected Mm -hmm. and sometimes this um lighter hand of parenting Mm -hmm. is it's it's a learning process for me because i'm just you know maybe i've just seen other people you know you just programmed you watch movies Mm -hmm. you watch tvs you see other other parents and you're like yeah i like the way they do that yeah um i'm i'm learning yeah and i i do think there is a way that children talk back in a way that's kind of like disrespectful or just defiance, right? But there's times when Eli's not, he, I think he's just asking questions or responding and is not talking back. This reminded me of something I wanted to bring up. So remember we were talking about like that self-fulfilling prophecy. Like if you say you, you're you so messy or you're yeah, or yeah. a slob or X, Y, and Z, we have a tendency of telling Eli he's nosy. Because he'll kind of walk over and listen, in the day and age of technology and we're all addicted to our phones, he kind of peeks over at our phone. He does it a lot. But that's a natural curiosity. If an adult is this much engaged in their phone, why wouldn't a child want to see what we're looking at? Okay, so what? Okay, we say things like, you're nosy, stop being nosy. So the other day, my phone was on the table and Eli said, somebody messaged you. And I think you were like, why are you always all up in mommy's phone? Or why are you in her phone? And he and he said, because I'm nosy. <laughs> <laughs> like he just that. accepted it. He was like, because I'm nosy. And in my head, I was like, look at that self-fulfilling prophecy. He's like, I know they know I'm looking in the phone already. Might as well say it. Okay. It's tough, man. It is. It's hard. It's tough. Fuck. <laughs> um, on another note, for mm-hmm. our week, we did something a little exciting. Like what? Filed some paperwork. Oh. 
I forgot about that. Um, so we still like each other, LLC. Yeah, so we're officially a business. Yes. In the state of New Jersey. State of New Jersey. Um I you know, I, I don't really know if we put much thought into it like in the beginning as far as like not wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. But I just think, you know, with our consistency, it's been over a year. We have a lot of plans in the works and it's just it, it made sense. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's nice to make an official. A few people have always asked, so and I've I've uh, never but had a it's clear. Just a piece of paper. You had a successful podcast. Why did you need a paper to say that it was official? I'm foreshadowing today's topic, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, a funny thing with that when I was filling it out, um, I was on the phone with you, and I was like, "All right, fifty percent for me and fifty percent for you." Mm-hmm. And she's like. Why don't I get 51? I should have had 51%. Why? Because it's just just out of respect. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, there's no we still like each other. We're not together anyway. So so 50-50. I guess. What was uh, Mouse said? The, the next uh, iteration of this podcast is like. We used to like each we other. We used to like each other. The, <laughs> the so, divorce version. Or we still like each other. Oh yeah, the divorce it, version. But the divorce version, like we, you know, we're co-parent, we're best friends. Nah, nice. don't put that juju on us. Nope. <laughs> what is the did you know for today, babe? Did you know? <laughs> I've been on it. He's been ready. Yeah. Did you know? Did you know the first marriages out of love began only two hundred and fifty years ago? People only began marrying because of love in the eighteenth century. Some would marry due to sexual desire, but before then, attraction towards your spouse was considered unimportant. Arranged marriage facts say that in the Victorian era, it was believed that women didn't have sexual urges. That being said, that was not an issue considered when entering a a marriage. So they believed women had no sexual urges. Yeah. Okay. I believe that. Um... So let's let's okay take it back to take the back. the beginning where people didn't begin marrying the first marriages out of love began only two hundred and fifty years ago. Yeah, I again bringing it back to evolution. You know that's my shit. Um, the whole purpose of any living thing is to procreate, right? And when you think about who you want to procreate with, love isn't really a factor that matters when it comes to maybe now in societal standards love might impact your child's life right but in terms of like physically like your biology your genetics what is love gonna do with it right so when you think about early humans we're looking at survival of the fittest right so tall men women with wide hips which meant they could probably bear children those kinds of things. So you kind of would marry based on who could provide for you, who could carry children. Um, and also after that, when we started to become more civilized, let's say still, you wanted to marry into a family that could help, mm. you know, those children that you do create actually have a decent life. You know, so like the, the, the game changed, but the rules are basically the same. 
type thing. Because yeah. it's like we're not necessarily hunter gatherers, but you know, you're earners. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Um, and not for nothing, even today, love should not be the only reason you marry someone. I think you have to love the person you marry, but love alone will leave you with someone who ain't shit if if you just focus solely on love. Yeah, but, you know, also look at arranged marriages. Mm-hmm. You know, they meet each other like a week before and they grow to love each other. Mm-hmm. It's usually based off like, you know, your family background mm-hmm. and an agreement between two fathers. Yeah, and I know that's fr- frowned upon a lot. Um, but I think in just people who follow it, it's very sacred to them. Um, and it's the same understanding. Like this union has to be beneficial for both parties, um, which I respect. But then it's also like we're in a modern society. Like, is that still necessary? But it still happens. And there's still successful marriages that come from it. And from my understanding of it, my limited understanding of it, to be honest, nowadays when it happens, there's a lot more consent. Like if it still happens, it's because both the man and woman kind of want it. They yeah. believe in the process. You know, no yeah. one's like forced. Um, I think nowadays it's more like an accelerated like speed dating. It's like, mm. oh, you don't like, okay, next one. But once you do like someone, it's like, all right, marriage is happening. Marriage quick. is happening really fast. Yeah. Which I respect. It's like a commitment. Right. Like you're not wasting each other's time. Like you want children. You want you kind of in the speed dating process, figure out if y'all have the same values, the same goals. Y'all want the same number of kids. It's a a lot of foreshadowing for today's topic. There is. Um, You want to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So today's first topic is about something that's so taboo that people think, you know, it's just a piece of paper. Marriage. <laughs> <laughs> why or why not? Why do you think some people never want to get married, babe? Um, Why do some people never want to get married? Mm-hmm. So not necessarily that they don't want to have a life partner, but they just don't want the marriage. Is that the question? or Why, why do people not want to get married? I don't know how you um, interpret it. Maybe they just seen so many fail, um, failing marriages that they're just like, why be mm-hmm. another statistic? Okay, so would it be okay if I'm like, oh, I know marriages fail, so I don't want to get married, but I want to be with the same person forever. Do you think that's okay? Yeah. So to me, that sounds like that person believes that the piece of paper causes the separation. Do you agree with them? No, so I don't know. It it's it's a little bit more than a piece of paper, at least for me. Um, but no, I don't. I don't think the piece of paper would change anything. Yeah, it, it's a tough one. Yeah, I I kind of agree with the first part, right? You see, so many marriages fail, so it could kind of lead you to think that. It's nothing you it's only gonna lead to heartbreak, right? Um, you think about why people divorce, infidelity, money problems, um, just 
just growing apart, like can't stand this other person anymore. Like for whatever reason, you never learn how to properly communicate. Your sex life is bad, right? All of those things can still happen if you're in a long-term relationship though. Like literally all of those things can still happen. So what do you feel like marriage changes from a regular relationship? I feel like it's a more, it's showing that you're a little bit more committed. That when the financial issues happen, when the sex stuff happens or lack of sex happens, that you're going to put the work in to make it happen, to fix it. I feel like marriage is like, it's not the love part because we just talked about that and did you know, but it's that like partnership part. Like this is a, a commitment bigger than just, I love you. Right. Um, and yeah, that doesn't mean that all these problems can't happen, but it just kind of shows you and your partner and the world that you're uh, more committed than just living together forever. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I hear you, but it's just, it sounds like you're just trying to appease like mm-hmm. society when I think you should be focusing on yourself and what makes you happy because um, then you could well, be, we live in a society. We're part of a big society. I don't mean, only get married because people are going to judge you if you don't. But I feel like it's important to me that I know the commitment we have to each other. So I feel like in getting married, it shows the world like this is how committed we are. And I don't think it's necessary for our love, but I think it's just like a cherry on top. Yeah. You know how you were saying like, you not, you never thought about having kids, but we were together, we were married, and you were like, this is next. Like, that's just what and, you do. And that's what I was going to say next. Like, when we got together, everything happened fast. It was mm-hmm. like, I love you. Um, I'm following, t- I'm in this father role with Eli. I'm living with you. I'm, and it's just like, boom, 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 boom. And it's like, what was the next natural so then i ask you why didn't we just keep dating and living together why get married because for me i was just trying to like um express what i was feeling and it just felt like all right the next thing to show the world (laughs) the next thing to show the world was that it's like i want to marry you which Mm -hmm. was you know the ultimate stamp Mm -hmm. but i don't think that makes me or us any better than another long-term relationship that they're just rocking as boyfriend girlfriend yeah and i don't think it makes us better but i do feel like there's this like rhetoric or this conversation around long-term couples who don't get married that they kind of dismiss marriage as like just a piece of paper or like it won't change anything and i feel like the reality of it is that they have this deep sense this deep fear a failing at a marriage that they rather just not get married. Like, it's like, well, we'll just be together because if we break up in 10, 15 years, then I can't say, well, I, we weren't married at least, but I feel like it's still a loss. You still have to grieve this relationship. It's still a big quote unquote failure. You know, the relationship part, you know, sometimes when relationship ends, 
it's a good thing for us, but the relationship is still a failure, whether you're married or not. And I feel like in those people having those fears of like, oh, I don't want to get cheated on or I don't want to get disrespected or I don't want to get conned. All those things can still happen to you just because you're not married. It doesn't really make a difference. The heartbreak's still going to happen. Do you think. So those are all valid reasons or, you know, valid worries. But it's like, do you think for someone they're like, all right, if I'm not married and my partner steps out on me or deceives me, me forgiving them is viewed a lot. Um, it's just a lot more digestible than if this was my husband or wife. What? So you saying it's more forgivable if a boyfriend cheats, not a husband? Not necessarily cheats <laughs> or I mean, not not more forgivable, but I must, I'm trying to say this. Yeah, so, I think what you're trying to say is that it seems like it's less hurtful. Yeah. If someone you're dating cheats than if your husband cheats, because as the husband is supposed to be the yeah, yeah, top. Yeah. But I think that's bullshit. If I've been living with someone for five years, only dating this person and the expectation the explicit relationship that we have is monogamous and you cheat is still disrespectful and then you would think okay well if we're not married i could just leave yeah right if you live with someone for five whole years it's not going to be that easy Unless you're the rare case that you just saved all your money, you have everything aligned that oh, you can you're, just you're, pick okay. up and move. You're talking about like a financial aspect. Financial, even just your life in general, your I whole lifestyle. I was thinking lifestyle. about like it's not as simple as far as just your feelings. That too. You That too. But you're not going to just from one day to the next, it's just done. And honestly, even in a marriage, if you wanted to leave your house, you probably can. You know, it's not like marriage makes it that you're like tied to each other. If any situation arise where you needed a separation, it can happen. It's not like you, your your spouse can be like, um, 911, my partner left the house and we're married. Oh, I'm going to go bring them back to you. you. We don't own each other. OK, but OK, so you're Miss Psychology and you love <laughs> evolution. Mm hmm. Why was marriage important to you? Because there's no, unless you know of one, like an instance in where like in the past we were marrying for anything other than status change. Like, So what's, what's the necessity? Okay. So before you, I was thinking that I'd never get married just because I always thought I was too chaotic. I was too crazy. I was too reactive. I didn't tolerate shit from nobody. So I was never going to be able to commit to anybody because there wasn't a single person on this earth that like could stand me, you know, like that's my trauma. Um, And then when we, I did get together with you and I was already a mother, I feel like at that point I started taking relationships the possibility of a relationship, like it had to be serious because if I was going to just date around and mess around and have flings and it would take me away from being a mom, like raising him, you know, I couldn't introduce him to multiple people. So then if I was going to just be casually dating, it was going to take away a lot of time from him. 
you know, even within the first two weeks of us messing around, I was like, um, honestly, we're going to start to have to start hanging out with my son because I'm not leaving him with my mom every time you want to see me and you wanted to see me often, you know? So then once that happened, I was like, well, this better be it, (laughs) you know? So I think just my circumstances kind of changed. Um, yeah. And then another thing that made me want to marry you was we talked about marriage. We talked about being in love and being together. But when you proposed to me, like I literally was caught off guard. I wasn't like, you know, some people are like, it should be coming or we've been together three, four years and it's Christmas or, and it's, we're going on vacation. And there was a hint like you proposed to me and I had no idea it was coming. And I was so fucking happy. Like, I don't know. Like, I just felt like, yes, this is exactly what I need. Um, it was in front of your entire family while my son was there, you know? So it just showed that your family was accepting of him. Um, so it just, it just felt like, yes, this is what I need to do. Um, and I don't know. It felt right. You didn't, you were already making me feel like a better version of myself. And I just felt like, okay, this is who I want to be with forever. And I know that in being married to you, especially in the earlier days, when maybe my communication skills weren't as good as they are now, um, there were times where I would have tried to run mm. instead of fix our problems but the fact that we were married, it I pushed myself to make it work a little more. So do you think that's the the silver lining here or the the takeaway that, you know, marriage kind of pushes you to dig deeper or not just kind of give up at the first sign of trouble? And, and, and trouble doesn't have to mean like, you know, cheating or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it could just be, you know, people go through shit that's not the norm. Mm-hmm. Or just when you kind of repeating the same shit like i'm gonna just think of a random example but like um you know he always never takes a trash out um snores um you know random things that like in the dating phase you're like oh i'm done with this i'm not repeating myself with this shit it was like no we need to fix this like and it pushed me to become a better communicator and to like have discussions with you in a more productive way because I was already committed that like this is forever so we need to make the best of it yeah yeah I mean you know your messaging behind never wanting to just say we we've been married for 40 plus years Mm -hmm. but then the truth is we've been miserable for 40 plus years yeah and that's you know that's something I'm always thinking about yeah and it's, I think it's why I'm always checking in with you when I'm like concerned or you're like, your face has been serious for five minutes. Like you, you okay? Mm. And it, I don't know if it's annoying, but for me, I'd rather do that than just pretend. I'd rather show that I'm genuinely concerned than just act like, you know, I'm, I only validate my feelings and not worry about yours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And with that, about how Travis asks me, like, how I'm doing. I think another thing we have to do for as our for ourselves, self-growth, um, self-awareness, is that we need to speak up when something's wrong. 
I know a lot of the times, especially in my younger years, I would want to mope around and huff and puff and be passive aggressive because I want my partner to say, is everything okay? What's wrong? When I could have literally saved so much energy by just being honest about how I felt instead of hoping that they noticed. Um, and I get that we're like, I need my partner to be a little empathetic and kind of notice when I'm going through things. And that's a whole nother thing on its own. But you being passive aggressive and huffing and puffing isn't teaching your partner empathy. It's kind of just making you a big old baby, I think. Yeah. Does I, that make sense? Definitely. Growing up, that that's how problems were, I won't even say solved, but that's how I knew they were happening because it was just like passive aggressive or not talking or huffing and puffing. And on the flip side, having that done to you so much, you're thinking that's the way it's done. Mm. You don't communicate. So I, I'm going to do it too. Mm. And you're not talking about anything until there's a big blow up. Yeah. Yeah. So very unhealthy. Um, and it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. Yeah. I still struggle with yeah, it. Yeah. And there's times when I'm like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, all right. Because <laughs> I don't like digging too much. Like it bothers me. I don't know. And, and maybe that's my toxic trait and too. And that, that's also a toxic trait of mine where it's like, I want her to pull it out of me sometimes. Mm. Um, and I think there needs to be a balance. Like, of course, I want to be empathetic and I let you know I'm here when you're ready to talk. But I'm also not going to, like, beg you or, like, ask the right questions. You know, like, some people are waiting. Like, I want him or her to ask me this specific thing. In this specific tone. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm more so of a give it to me straight kind of person. And I feel like because I am. Like, I'll be like, well, I felt this way. Blah, blah. And I've learned to think about what I'm going to say first. Before I would lead with my emotions and kind of talk crazy and like, now I sit with things and I'd be like, honestly, um, I didn't like the way you did this because X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to, I don't think we're ever going to be like masters at this. Mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, you know, however long we do this podcast, I don't think five years from now we're just gonna be like there's gonna be a glow around us and we just <laughs> we're just mastered marriage like yeah, yeah it's just we're gonna forever be evolving and figuring it out and mm -hmm. stumbling and i think that's the main point i want to get across is that you're never going to be perfect at yeah. this but you have to be intentional always yeah. that, the that, other day travis did something that got me upset I already told you. Okay. Um, it wasn't even, he didn't even do anything, but it bothered me. Okay. So we have um, a trip coming up. I wasn't going to mention it this episode, but it has to for me to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, Travis works in the city full time. So I'm home with the kids full time. The day of our trip, our flight is like at 2 p.m., and Travis is like, oh, perfect. I schedule my haircut at 10 o'clock in the morning. So I instantly was like, I'm home 12 hours a day with the kids. I need to get a pedicure. I delayed my wax because I was trying to get a wax before the trip. He not once asked when I'm going to do any of those things. 
he could have got a haircut any day after work, but the morning he's going to be there before the trip, that should be my time. And he scheduled a haircut, didn't even ask me what I was doing. But I sat with it. I didn't say anything. I thought about everything. And then I, when I brought it to him, I was like, well, this really upset me. I'm not mad at you, but we need to figure out a solution here. Right? <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm always going to want to hear I'm always going to want to hear you out. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to dismiss what you feel, even if mm-hmm. in my head I'm like, this is well, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's a perfect example of like something in my head, at least mm-hmm. small easy resolution to it like we figured it out within like a couple of minutes and i even like altered it like two days later like babe yeah you know like think- he's still getting his haircut at the same time he was and we figured out a different solution so uh, you know that's why me flipping out would have been pointless like we figured it out anyway without me losing my shit yeah i don't if you had lost your shit yeah that would have I- been rough just because to me it's I don't it seems inconsiderate of you though to know that we're planning a trip and the one morning that you're home you don't think about oh Stephanie might have to go do something. Yeah. You know? But And also, I know it wasn't intentional. But to me things there's always gonna be like a way to resolve something. There's always we love problem solving. Like mm-hmm. we, we figure it out. Yeah, so. but you didn't even remember. You had on your mind. You didn't even consider the things that I needed to do. Or did you? Before I brought it up, did you think, oh, maybe when I get home from work at five thirty, Stephanie's gonna go get a wax. Stephanie's gonna get her Not toes done. So then. But I also, just like I remember that i want a haircut before we go on a trip i would expect you to say to me like hey i also want to get my nails i don't want to get a wax on whatever the case yeah, is yeah. so so that that brings back like you gotta speak up exactly express what you need too because you're not a mind reader which is why when i sat with it i'm like he's not he didn't remember right but then it brings me back to something i spoke about might have spoken about before but like the invisible load that most of the time women carry. So like even for this trip, I'm like, what does Eli need? What does River need? What does Travis need? What are we going to do when we get there? Is there a car seat? Do I need to get a travel stroller? You know, all of these things that I think about and you kind of just exist. That's not true. That's not true. Because I brought up a car seat to you. I'm the one who told you about a stroller. You told me about the stroller, babe. No, I did. And then I and get, then I told, get quickly you, told you what I was thinking in regards. You were like, "Oh no, it just you could just bring our stroller." So, and did I not ask where we're going? If there's going to be a, how many days? Wasn't I mentioning that we need bags for river sh- diapers? Bags for river diapers. Oh, the bags. How many times I brought it up? A couple. And then the other day, I was like, babe, order the bags because it's really bad. And it was a few days ago. And I asked you this morning, did you order the bags? And what'd you say? No. Oh, yeah. Um, I meant to bring it up to you because... Uh, uh, uh. I got a lot on my plate. Oh, not you see. <laughs> <laughs> 
but there's this and but I, then there's someone watching like why didn't she just order the bags that's true maybe because i had a kid on a titty because i had to get one ready for school because i had to cook dinner and it was easier for me to just text you and tell you to order them Honestly, the reason I didn't order them is because I wanted to look at the reviews and make sure that it blocks smell and I didn't have time for that. So when I asked you to order, I said, look, check the reviews and make sure it blocks the odor. I remember saying that. I was like, I don't want to just order any bag. I want Travis to check out the reviews. Okay. (laughs) uh... What? Welcome back. <laughs> um, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hear a conversation stop mid mid speech because we just had a like a real disagreement disagreement that <laughs> that got, doesn't need to be played. It was like yeah, twenty minutes long. Yeah, it's um yeah y'all know we keep it real and raw, but I think this was a little too real and raw. <laughs> and a little too uncomfortable i'm not even i'm not even gonna try and like sell you i'll be like catch it on patreon it's it's going in the recycle bin (laughs) um yeah where were we my point we were talking about marriage and you know why people say like it's just a piece of paper it's just a label i feel that a majority of those people have this false sense of control by saying, well, if I never get married, then I'll never be hurt. If I don't sign these papers, then I could never have my heart broken or it could never end in failure and heartbreak. It's a false sense of control. And I also feel like it kind of sounds a little salty and bitter. And people who are married, it's like you're just assuming the worst. But like do you think, your relationship is doomed. Do you think that? Those people who say that are just like, it's kind of like, um, what's that word? Uh, they're being proactive instead of reactive or like they just have their defense up. Yeah, like they if, do have the defense because if, up. Because if it's like, I just keep pushing this message like, I don't need that piece of paper, blah, blah, blah. But in deep Maybe down. Maybe deep down they want it. They want it, but it's also like that fear. That fear is real. Yeah, because even myself when i used to say i'm never getting married is because i was conditioned to think that i wasn't worthy of it had i had a little bit more a better self-esteem and and thought of myself in a better light maybe i would want to be married when i was younger but i was conditioned to think it would never happen for me so then i had to tell myself i didn't want it either it made it easier to accept Versus if I built up this dream of wanting a marriage that I didn't deserve, it will hurt more. You never had those thoughts as a child, as a young young woman? No, I honestly, I wasn't like super girly younger. So you know how sometimes young girls like fantasize about like the princess wedding and that kind of stuff. I never really had those kind of thoughts. Um, And also... Because of where I grew up, the socioeconomic status that I'm from, I never went to a wedding until I was like 19. And it was like a destination wedding in DR that had to get minimized because there was like a death in the family four days before the wedding. So like I never had like that dream wedding besides TV, which definitely felt 100% unattainable. Yeah, You know what I mean? So I never even really 
saw it that way of that like oh like oh my god a wedding so no i didn't really have that if that makes sense yeah it does um but i wanted i brought i wanted to bring up something that's happened in the media that relates to this topic so nia long and the boston celtics head coach his name is ime udoka i hope i said it right because i kind of was trying so hard to say his name right and i might have fucked it up but they were together since 2010 so that's how many years now 12 yes 12 going on 13 and they were never married which is like okay maybe some people just never want to be married blah 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 blah. but they had a kid just one year after dating why is it that we don't see children as a commitment but where we think marriage is more like wait a minute her son is with him are you she had another son she has an older son she has an older son yes but she has a son with him really yes oh shit okay they do have a son together um and i when i was reading she was a little worried that she wouldn't be able to because she's 51 years old now so Mm. if they had a kid together she was probably already 40 years old ish Mm -hmm. when she had a baby but she did they did have a baby together so why is it that we're so we're so we're more open to having children with people but not marrying them? It has to be like just some warped sense of reality because if you ask me, a kid is way more binding mm-hmm. than any. And listen, I know ha- getting pregnant is a lot easier than getting married, right? And a lot more fun. <laughs> exactly, you can have a kid. With a one-minute man type of situation, it just can happen. But I'm talking about intentionally going to your doctor, getting on medication, worrying about infertility, to have a child and doing all of that so intentionally without intentionally getting married. Like, to me, I always found that strange. Because, yeah, shit happens. That's different. And I don't think just because you get pregnant accidentally, an unplanned pregnancy, I don't think you have to get married. But, That's toxic as fuck, too. But we're focusing on Nia and the Celtics. Or situations like that, where people are intentional about having children with someone, but are also intentional about not getting married. I find that very confusing. But why? Why? What's wrong with them not wanting marriage, but wanting kids? So all the fears revolving marriage, I feel like, oh my God, what if he leaves? What if he breaks up? Aren't you all afraid of all of that happening to you and to your child? Why all the fears that keep you from getting married don't keep you from bringing a whole human into this earth that has feelings, emotions? I think, you know, even Nia is a perfect example, right? Mm -hmm. And I've seen plenty of examples where it's like someone will say, um, terrible husband or terrible boyfriend, Mm -hmm. but an amazing father. That is dumb as hell, too. But you've heard that before. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people feel that way. It's like, all right, even if this relationship goes left, I know that he will always hold down his kids mm-hmm. no matter what. And that makes it, I guess, a little bit more digestible. That bothers me a little bit. Because some, like, I feel like there might be some situations where that makes sense. Or like a relationship that failed, the parents could co-parent 100 percent. but if you're saying they're a bad boyfriend a bad dad 
But I'm, that's in hindsight. I'm not saying in the moment. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But you don't want marriage with someone, but you know that no matter what happens, like right now they're amazing to you. They're an amazing mm-hmm. partner. But no, And you're like, I want to give them a baby. I'm but, not ready to marry you, but I know that no matter what, you'll take care of this kid. Okay. And I'm not ready to marry you, but I can't say no matter what you're not going to do something that could potentially end us. I guess that kind of makes sense. I guess. Um, I watched this YouTube, not YouTube, but TikTok of this girl. She's posting texts that her, she goes, oh my God, my baby daddy surprised me with these messages. And he's basically asking her to have another kid. And she's like, what? Are you serious? He's like, yeah. She's like, do you want to wait? He's like, no, I want my kids to be close in age so they could leave the house at the same time. And I love when you create life for me. And everyone in the comments is like, oh my God, I would have been ready waiting for him. But you already have two kids with him and he's still your baby daddy, not your husband. Why be so intentional about having more and more kids without getting married? Like, I I just don't understand that. And again, it's different if shit happens, y'all live together, y'all sleep together, and y'all get pregnant. But like intentionally planning and saying for when the kids grow up, they all leave together. But I love when you create life, but I don't want to be married to what's you. Like any why? different than a single woman adopting? No, that's totally different because she wants to become a mom. So she's going ahead and doing that. But for um for you to sit here and say, I just want you to have my babies, but you don't want to marry me? Doesn't make sense to me. I don't want to be in a relationship with you, but you are a great mother. You sound like Nick Cannon. <laughs> yeah, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And trust me, after... Getting pregnant with Eli, I was so intentional about not getting pregnant until we were ready. And we were already married. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying it's for me. I'm not like even like the Nick Cannon lifestyle, any Mm -hmm. of that. But I just, I'm not going to knock it for other people because it could work. Like some people are just better off as co-parents than they are in a relationship. Yeah, but I'm not talking about co-parents. I'm talking about people who want to keep their baby mama pregnant, want to stay with them, be okay, with them, let's, be let's, monogamous. Let's say, I'll just use try and come up with a crazy example. Let's say Eli was my biological child. Mm-hmm. We were together and it just wasn't working out. Mm-hmm. Great co-parents. Eli's well taken care of, loved by both of us. So we're not together. We're, we're not co-parents. We're co-parents, okay. right? Okay, yes. We're Years go on. You've maybe tried a relationship or two. It hasn't worked out. Mm-hmm. You're single. I'm single. Mm-hmm. And your biological clock is ticking. And I want another kid. And you want another kid. Okay. That's a perfect scenario. I love it. And I'm all here for it. That's not what I'm talking about. How's that any different? Because you're, I, we're not together. We We already know that our romantic relationship doesn't work. But our co-parenting relationship is amazing and now we're both in this unique situation where neither of us have found another partner because there's no way in hell if you're in a healthy new relationship that your new girl's gonna let you get me pregnant just because my clock is ticking so we're assuming we're in this perfect little bubble which again 
has to be super perfect because for you, you could be 60 and meet a 30-year-old and get her pregnant. So you, you're not in as much as a rush as me. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My clock might be ticking. So you have to be like just this amazing man to be like, <laughs> fine, I'll, let, I'll give you another baby even though we're not together. But you're speaking like fantasies here. I don't think it's so far-fetched. No, it's, I get it, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you professing how much you love me and, how, and like you love that I give you babies, but you don't want to marry me? That just doesn't make sense to me. So marriage would solidify it. Yeah, before a child does. I feel like in that situation, it's kind of how you were like, oh, we're married. Like, ooh, what's next? Like the cherry on top. To some people, they feel like having more kids with someone is like a sense of control. Not control like in a manipulative way, but like we're good. We're together. Kind of how we talked about a couple episodes ago, how you kind of use sex like that. Like we're good. I know we're having sex. We're good. So some people's like, well, we'll have more kids. No, get married. Yeah. So <laughs> someone asked me the other day, like, y'all got closer, right? Since having the baby. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'd say so. It's got, it's kind of, I, I can see why people have fix it babies. <laughs> like, uh, you know me, I'm always joking, but I kind of, there's some, something there that, I don't think that's ever the answer. No. But. Don't put that out there. Fix it babies are not it. We had. It got us closer. But we had a healthy ass relationship. Yeah. Like we were intentional on not being pregnant for five years. We did so many things in our relationship. Not that we had a checklist of things to do before a kid. But in terms of improving for one another. Our communication styles. The way we have disagreements together. Just life in general, like, you know, I had some goals for myself that I was able to complete. And then we had a child and it brought us closer. You can't say a fix it, baby. Like a like I was joking, but I do agree that children bring joy. They or since we had River, I've been you know, I've never been happier. And if I'm looking at the What's changed in my life? It's you being pregnant. Like that was some of the, even when you showed me the picture of you the other day, pregnant. And it's just like, wow, that brought a lot of joy to me in that moment. Even Mm -hmm. seeing that picture, I'm like, got to get that back. (laughs) But because we were happy. Now imagine being in a toxic space. We can't communicate. We're arguing all the time. And now we have an infant that cries all night, that spends a lot of money. (laughs) Like that could be so detrimental to a relationship. Having a baby when they're not in the right space. Yeah. Don't listen to me. It was a joke. Fix it. Babies aren't. No. They won't fix it. Do babies bring joy and love? Absolutely. Like, we'll, we'll both just randomly just be staring at River like, All yo, we time. made that. Like, what the fuck? Even today we said it. He's like, yo, we made a beautiful ass baby. And sometimes we'll be with River and we're looking at pictures of <laughs> River on our phone like. It's sick. Yeah, it's sickening. Um, But yeah. It's because we're in a healthy relationship. I forget where we were going with Nia. Um, oh, yeah. So they had a baby. So I brought up like, why have a baby? Mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. Then four years after having the baby, they got engaged. Okay. 
five years after the engagement, she was on a podcast and she talked about not understanding marriage and feeling like she doesn't need the label. If I'm in a partnership that's working, why do I need the the label of husband and wife? So then why accept the engagement? And why five years into a relationship, into a partnership that's working, he should have known you didn't want to get married. So why would he propose to you? Or was it an expectation and then you changed your mind? And I'm not her. I don't know. I just, my point is, I don't like that people who aren't married, they kind of talk about marriage in a negative light because it's not working for them. Do you feel like it's just, you know, the whole, they're trying to yuck your yum? Yeah. Because if five years into a relationship, your partner proposes to you, even us, we got proposed and we got engaged in eight months. We had extensive conversations about wanting to be married. So five years in, if you don't believe in marriage, your partner proposes to you, that doesn't make sense to me. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So then five years after the engagement, for her to say, like, um, I don't need the label. And then she also said, I understand the religious aspects of marriage. That is beautiful and it's fantastical and it's dreamy and it's every girl's fantasy to have that moment. But I don't know that I need that. Love is complicated and then you start a marriage, which I never have. She says she's never been married. And there's a reason because I don't know that I need to say I do to prove to you that I love you. But also, what does marriage really mean? That you own me now and I own you? I don't get that part. So you see, it sounds like you're bashing marriage. To fit your narrative. Yeah. And it just, that's, that's what frustrates me. And, and it's not, I'm not calling her out. I don't even know her. This is what I picked out from, you know, whatever. But I, it's a pattern I see with other people who aren't married, don't believe in marriage. They kind of say that. And it's kind of like, you know, like you wouldn't, like when people, I'm a teacher and people will say like, oh, teachers don't make no money. Or, oh, you must have a lot of patience to do that. And it's just like shitting on your whole job that you fucking got a master's degree for, that you bust your ass for. And people make you feel like shit. They're like, oh, ooh, you're a teacher. Couldn't be me. And it's the same thing with marriage. Like people be like, oh, oh, you're, you're still having sex. Like all the negativity and the like hate, like shut the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, I think it reminds me of like social media um, etiquette or whatever. But we always say that the negativity is always or seems a lot more. It's a lot louder mm-hmm. than any positivity. Like even like when we post clips and TikTok is like TikToking mm-hmm. and the negative comments are pouring in. But then if you're paying attention, if you're paying close attention, there's like a positive comment and it's liked by like 10,000 people. Yeah. But those 10,000 people just go on with their day. Yeah. Whereas those negative people or take the time comments. to, all right, oh, let me refresh. Someone said that I got to respond. Mm-hmm. So I think the same is true of marriage and even the messaging behind marriage. Every time someone talks to you about marriage, it's like, why are you going to get married? You don't you don't like having sex? Mm-hmm. It's That's negative. always the go-to joke because some a handful of guys mar- are sex life got worse after they got married but they'll never be honest and say 
Oh, I wasn't listening to my wife. I wasn't hearing. I, I don't know what um, foreplay, foreplay is. I haven't found the clitoris yet. Um, I do the same positions every night. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that negativity spreads a lot faster yeah. than, oh, you could be married to your best friend. Y'all mm-hmm. could communicate about your wants and needs. You could have sex every day of the week mm-hmm, if you do you know what's her love language if you do that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm sure she'll be down for the for the yeah. get down so yeah the negativity is just Absolutely. always gonna seem yeah. like louder yeah and if you've been keeping up with the news now um email is suspended from the boston celtics because he had an affair with someone on his staff multiple multiple so i'm thinking like there had to be something going on previously that this marriage never went through. It's not just just this piece of paper. Like, I feel like there was real hesitation there for a reason. No. You know what I'm saying? And that's fine. But don't shit on marriage. Like, he's just a fucking not a trustworthy person. You get what I'm saying? No. Um. And yeah, I think that's that's my two cents on that (laughs) (laughs) all right last but not least recently we've been getting an influx of people asking us about if we kept up with our marriage meetings we brought it up the other day how we fell off but we started again and that led to questions about how do you have a marriage meeting when do you manage to find the time where are the kids when it happens what do you decide to talk about um and then when I mention what we talk about, they're like, oh, that's a lot to talk about in one meeting. And then it's just a lot of questions. So then I was like, you know what? I should just create a template and post it online for people to download for free. Right? For free? For free. Why not? We just got this LLC. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to recoup. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it'll be a great free resource. We're going to post it on our website. And it's going to basically break down the way that we do our meetings. So I'm going to talk. We could talk about it briefly now. But I know sometimes you listen to this and you're like, oh, this is a good idea. But if you want to be more intentional and actually go and print it, I think it'll make you more likely to do it. Yeah. Um, and then I think the way that I wrote the template. So basically one's completely filled in kind of explaining how you go through the meeting. And then there's a blank one for you to take notes. Um, again, and it's not set in stone. You might change things to work better for you, but it's what's worked for us. It's just an outline. It's an outline of what's worked for us. And then honestly, I'd be interested to like hear from people who use it and what ways they've changed the meetings, um, what modifications they made to it. Because I honestly think that we're just two people, you know, and I'm so happy that we've become this couple that people who don't have many examples of a healthy marriage can look up to, but what we do is not going to work for everyone. So I would love to hear more from other people and their experiences and how to modify, update the marriage meeting. So I'm excited to put this out there for everybody. Yes, sir. Um, so yeah, how do we start our meetings, babe? So we start our meetings by, Shit, I forgot. Um, 
Is it the highs and lows? Yo, how embarrassing. No, I, I mean, I, I know all of it, but I just can't remember the order. The first thing is like, oh, what we're grateful for. for <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say gratuity. Uh, <laughs> what's the word? Just gratefulness? What was, gratitude. Gr- gratitude. Jesus Christ. Listen, that our 20-minute conversation really wore me out. Um, yeah, so we start the conversations with what we're grateful for um within that week yeah and honestly it might sound corny and it's like a little uncomfortable but these conversations tend to get tough right these marriage meetings aren't all happy smiles like you have tough conversations during them so i feel like starting with gratitude it helps you remember like this isn't that big of a deal you know and honestly my best advice is if you do decide to do it is that don't overthink it. Don't think yes. that everything has to be some profound answer. Like you could just say, you know, I'm grateful that I made it to work on time every day this week. Something small. I'm sometimes grateful that I'm, I have a car. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I'm grateful that we actually were able to sit down and have this meeting today because it was a crazy ass day. So the fact that we sat here, like I'm grateful for that. So that's my best advice when you're looking through these um topics and Mm -hmm. deciding what to say just be honest like Mm -hmm. i'm grateful that i had a fresh pair of underwear to put on every day Mm -hmm. like it could be something small but there's there's truth to it and sometimes i'll be cheesy like you know i'm like grateful that you have such big hands and they feel (laughs) really nice when you rub my feet and then it's just a cue for him to rub my feet (laughs) there's definitely a a foot rub in my future Then we go into highs and lows, right? So gratitude could be about anything, right? Your kids, your health, whatever, water, roof over my head. Highs and lows um, relate to like your week and your goals and what went well and what didn't. And you start with the good first because, hello, we're trying to prep ourselves for the difficult conversations. And a lot of times we tend to focus on the bad things, right? Like, if I worked out four days, but I messed up on day five, I'm hung up on the fact that I didn't do day five of my workout, but I worked out for four days straight. So reminding ourselves to think of the positives, the highs, we start with the highs, then we go into the lows, and the lows typically cover, like, what you're going to spend most of your conversation on, because you want to fix it. Your highs are going to be like, okay, I need to do that again next week. Um, I made it to work every day on time because I woke up 15 minutes earlier. So I'm going to do that again. Or because I picked my clothes out the night before, I'm going to do that again. The highs are more so like, oh, that worked. The lows are like, that didn't work. Why not? Yeah. Um, And then we have categories that every single session, every single meeting we have to discuss. That doesn't mean it's a full blown conversation. It's just we're touching on it. And our categories, I don't remember them off the top of my head. So we do like family, finance, our relationship. The podcast. Podcast. Um, the house. The house. Health. Yes, our health. Fitness. Yes. And again, each of these categories, we're talking about them briefly. And we might have talked about it already when we talked about our lows. Um, however... If there's ever a topic that needs more attention and you really need like a deep dive, schedule it for another day. Because the meeting is a check-in. It's general. You want to touch on everything. You don't want to leave the meeting forgetting to talk about your kids 
or to talk about your health or to talk about your business venture right Um, more advice like even in the in your professional world Think about an actual meeting. You've checked out by like the 30 minute mark. Mm-hmm. So you want to keep it short. Keep it short. Um, there's there's data behind like hour long, two hour long meetings. They do more um, harm, than, harm good. than good. So keep it short. Keep it brief. Get to the point. And like Steph said, if there's something that you like, all right, we got to dig a little deeper. Maybe finances. We need to have a full blown conversation about that. Then, hey. One of our goals, schedule finance meeting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that could be like the conclusion of the brief um, finance topic. We need to have a whole meeting. And what are we going to bring to that meeting? Like paper, pencil, or your account numbers and be ready with some tissues and a beer because we might cry. <laughs> <laughs> so prepare yourself for those tough meetings too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the template will be on our website, we still like each other.com. Right? You're gonna be able to do that, babe? Yeah. Technically speaking. Technically, yes. It's gonna be on the top right of the website. Okay. Fingers <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think I'm all set, babe. You're all set? Well now we gotta head over to Patreon mm-hmm. and record our extended cut. Yes, we have an extended cut that we're recording right after this. It's part three of our Q&A. Yeah, so hopefully we see y'all there. Peace. Baby. Oh, what? Do you still like me? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. I still like you. You sure? I'm sure. You sure? (laughs) I'm sure. All right. She said it three times. Peace, y'all.